everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Crapplecast. What are you doing, Jamie? It's me, your host, Taryn, alongside Jamie, Dan and Joe. Hello. What up, Boost? Hello, my tribal chief. <laughs> what up, indeed. Um, thank you for taking the helm again last week, guys, in my absence with no internet whilst I moved into my new house. I'm happy to say I'm up and running now. They installed the internet yesterday installed the satellite television today so we're all good four horsemen of the apocalypse jamie what what's he posted there's no four fingers for i don't know what's he doing i think he's you're, saying you're you're in fourth place you're still bottom of the all oh, right and you're bottom of the quiz you're bottom of everything Taryn. that's that's what happens when you're not here yeah, but- yeah, well, this is the thing. I will say apologies that in the space of a month, I've had well, I've not had a baby. I've had a baby and bought a house and moved. It's been it's been manic. But we're back now. There's absolutely no reason why I should miss any upcoming episodes, especially next week's exciting WrestleMania Backlash preview, which I know we're Woo! all looking forward to. I say that though. Yeah, I, backlash, baby. I, I actually looks all right. I think so far the card. There's a few matches I won't mind seeing. I'm not going to be watching it live. Or, or is it on a Saturday? No, I think it's on a Sunday. I think it's still on a Sunday. Have they moved it back to Sundays? What happened to them doing Saturdays from now on? I think it's only on the big uh, premium live. Well, like your big four-times Yeah, those big ones. And then the other ones are going whack on a Sunday. I think they realise that it's mucking up everybody's sleep. And it mucks up our sleep as much as it is, to be fair. But I'm fine. Like you said, it looks like a really good card. They're actually putting some build to a lot of things. Um, there's a lot of matches that are repeats, but they have built on storylines with them. So I'll, I'll watch it, we'll rate it, we'll predict it, and we'll make sure our viewers have our thoughts on it too. Are we getting the Bobby Lashley Omos rematch? Yeah, they had an arm wrestling match on Raw, and then <laughs> oh, Omos hit him with the table really awkwardly, and then he threw the table out of the ring and like dented the, poly- the polystyrene canvas outside. But yeah, they had an arm wrestling competition. Um, but they're having another match. But it's because MVP's not happy that he didn't come on the ring walk with Bobby Lashley. So now he's friends with Omos oh. and they're going to have another match. I can't remember if we just see, it's been that long since I've been about. I can't remember if we discussed the fact that why did MVP align himself with Omos when he was the loser at WrestleMania? Why would you align yourself with the person that lost? Because he said he was upset that um, Bobby Lashley said he didn't need him, but he's found somebody who's better, bigger, stronger, faster, more colossus, Omos, um, and he's going to be the future. <laughs> but but there can't be Bobby Lashley. You know, we'll but it was a well, he is going to be the struggle. next Andre the Giant, isn't he? Let's not forget. Who said that? Taker, was that? I think so. Well, we know it's Mad Cat Moss. He won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. God almighty. That's that's another match, isn't it? I'm sure I've read Sheamus versus Mad, Mad Cat Moss. Sheamus. Sheamus. But uh, Seamus is probably facing Butch. No, Butch is his partner. Baron Corbin. I don't know. Baron Corbin. Happy Corbin. That's the boy. End yeah. of days. Um, yeah, I just take a leave. I mean, who's going to win that feud? We await that one with bated breath. I've got a feeling they're going to, well, obviously we're getting our predictions next week, but I've got a feeling they're going to align somebody else with Happy Corbin. Um, there's going to be like a diss track finish or something. You've got to remember, we're coming up to Hal in a Cell as the next pay-per-view. So some of these feuds are going to roll over. You think of the Ronda Rousey, Charlotte. You, if I said Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, Hal in a Cell, yeah, that'd be a great main event. Are they facing each other at Backlash? Yeah, in an I Quit oh, match. Oh, I Quit match, of course. I think there's yeah. going to be some shenanigans, some hanky-panky. 
away, the live what celebration in the middle of the ring. They're building it quite well. I think it'd be a decent match. But yeah, I quit match. I can't I can't see that Ronda Rousey saying I quit without a recording. You think that might a be recording. the way it's going to go? You think they're going to play yeah. a recording yeah. That's my. That's I, I'm obviously giving you guys a bit of a sneak peek of my predictions for next week. But yeah, I reckon Charlotte's going to win again because she challenged her to an I quit match. So she's already said the words I quit. All they have to do is just cut the I quit words out of that promo, play it over, and they go, oh, so see, you said it. The And they'll have um, little Nate. You'll call for the bell. This is a conspiracy. I want her where, where she can't escape. I'm having her in Alan cell. There's a clear winner. I can already see it played out. That reminds me of, of um, is it The Rock and Mankind? Uh, yeah. Um, was it the Royal Rumble or if I just made that up? I can't remember. But when they had their I quit match, whenever it was their infamous I quit match, and when The Rock put the mic to Mick Foley's mouth, it was quite obviously a recording of him going, I quit, I quit, I quit. Um, you watch it back now and you can't help but see that it was a recording. It kind of spoils it a little bit for what was quite a barbaric match. I always remember that match because of, I think the first time I saw that match wasn't the actual match. It was like the highlights of it on Beyond the Mat when he's Mick Foley's wife and kids and are just bawling their eyes out, screaming on the, on the front row, watching him getting his head kicked in with that bloody steel chair. It's quite a nasty thing to watch and that bloody gash that he gets on his and that he has to have so many stitches and staples in him. Nasty. <laughs> nasty. Did you watch um, Did you watch Raw this week then, Joe? Yeah, and to be fair, Raw's been actually pretty decent for the past couple of weeks. There's been like some new storylines, there's been some returns as well. So <laughs> it's actually been quite interesting. I think if it wasn't for you and Dan continuously, you know, doing the hard part of the podcast for us and watching the weekly episodic television shows every week, then then we'd be lost without you. But I did, I, I will say I haven't watched it, surprise, surprise. I did read the results and it did seem quite entertaining, especially since it was, well, it was a celebration of good old Randall Keith Orton, wasn't it? Well, yeah, man, really good celebration of good old RKO. Great, great episode of Raw. But like I said, I tweeted it out. It was me, I tweeted it. Best episode of Raw of 2022 so far. Best episode of Raw I've ever seen. Better than me waiting date, better than me keep being bored. Okay, let's not go that far. Do you, do you know what, though? When I was reading the... It's a shame that they are the tag champs. Well, I mean, they might not be after next weekend. But it's a shame that they're the tag champs because that would have been ideal for the 20-year celebration of Randy Orton from start to finish of them doing that episode the way that they did it. With the um, you know memorable moments, the promos, the you know matches dedicated to him, and then the main event. And how perfect would it have been if they weren't the tag champs right at the end to sign it off for him to heel turn on Riddle and destroy it? Because that would have just been that would have been brilliant. What a way to cap it off! But unfortunately, they they, they can't do that. That would have I been think of a better way. Go on, the better way of doing it. Him having another match with Hardcore Holly. Yeah, rather than go and bring Holly back for the purpose of one night. It's like he wrestled him 20 years ago and here he is again, Uncle I watched, Bob. I watched, um, or I started watching Royal Rumble, oh, I want to say 2005 the other day. It was the one where Daniel Puder had won tough enough and he oh, came God. down at number three, I think. Um, Eddie Guerrero was number one, Chris Benoit was number two and Daniel Puder was number three. And obviously they did it on purpose to just batter down your pewter and then Hardcore Holly comes out. No reaction from the crowd. And they're um, 
commentators. It might be Michael Coles going, oh, here he is, it's alcoholic. And listen to that crowd ovation. No, no, no ovation. There's no ovation. Listen to that crowd ovation. They know he's here and he means business because, as we all know, he hates rookies. And they kind of just made this storyline up on the spotlight. He hates rookies. We know it. They've never mentioned it before, his distaste for rookies and things like that. Or certainly not on TV. Um, and then obviously he comes down and he just, he, to be fair, he just destroys Daniel Pugh before we throw him out. But it's, it's slightly tainted the fact that between themselves, Guerrero, Benoit and, and Harker Holly, they chop the living daylights out of his chest to the point where, you know, the skin's breaking and they're absolutely destroying him. And it should be the big moment where they, they throw him out and say, look, the first eliminator from the Rumble is Daniel Pudo, right? They've got away. But no, the camera cut away because the hurricane came out as number four. And there's this one guy <laughs> in the crowd, there's like no reaction as Daniel Pudo gets thrown out and then the hurricane's music comes on. And there's a little bit of a reaction, but there's just this one guy who must be on the front of the second row, must be directly next to a boom mic who just goes, as soon as the hurricane comes out, <laughs> no reaction for Daniel Pewter, just for the fact that the hurricane's coming out. So stand about. Yeah. That's that's memorable enough for me. He should, yeah, twenty. He should be twenty years of hardcore Holly. They should have that on Raw next week. Getting down. Remember that How time he when he's in the Hall of Fame. He... Many reasons. It's a difficult. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like we said, if people like Queen Charmel and Coco Beware can be in the Hall of Fame, then anyone anybody can be. But... All hail Queen Charmel, Taron. Jamie Noble next year. Get your ballots Jamie in. Jamie Noble, boy. Mate, I would love Jamie Noble to go in there. He was and Nadia. Nadia. Isn't that what she's called? Nidia, isn't it? Nidia. Nidia, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, the thing with Holly is he, he's probably he probably had a better career, as well, certainly as a veteran than, than you think. Um, what are you watching there, Dan? I've got, I've got Rampage on. It's not the best. Oh, what was the main event of Rampage this week? I can't remember. I know it started with um, Adam Cole versus Ishii, which was actually really decent. And then we got to see Danhausen squashed against the wall. Danhausen versus Hardcore Holly. Mate, book it now. That would literally sell out. Very that nice, would sell out the Principality too, Stadium in Cardiff. It would sell it out. He's too busy with Hook. For Christ's sake. Yeah, he will. No, he's going to give Hook his first loss. He will. He'll put a curse on him. Very nice, very evil. Right, so as we know, it was 20 years. Uh, is, is either 20 years of Randy Orton this week or they've decided they're celebrating the 20 years of Randy Orton this week? It could very well be any week for all we know. It's just like when WWE says, you, yeah. and don't forget, next week it's the season premiere of the new season yeah. of Raw. And you're just like, yeah. He debuted on the 25th of April 2002. That was like the first match he had on Raw against Harkali. Smashing, lovely. I, I hope that's not in the quiz later, Joe, because you've just given no. away. The... <laughs> well, you might get a point then, Taryn. Wait, maybe I, I can tell you what. Spoil this, <laughs> this isn't a, a, a prediction, it's a spoiler. I will win this week's quiz, so I've warned you all now. But yes, 20 years of Randall Keith Orton, and of course I thought it would be very apt, very appropriate for us to just run down a few of our favourite or memorable moments of the man himself to celebrate a uh, well, a, a glittering career, really. So do you want to kick us off, Dan, with anything in particular that jumps out for you over the last 20 years? Yeah, I mean, he's had tons of really good moments. Um, the fact when he, when he beat John Cena 
um, for the to unify the WWE title and the World Heavyweight title. Everybody thought that the Rocket was on Cena, and Cena was going to go on and and break Ric Flair's streak. But actually, he was the one who won it, and he started to carry the show. Um, was shown what he is all about. Um, so that was one moment for me when he actually won that ladder match, when it was actually a bit of a swerve at the time. Um, the fact he's a two-time Royal Rumble winner, um, you know, really, really strong performance. Um, and his performances in Survivor Series, I think he is the most so- person who's been the most sole survivor um, in that's Survivor Series Look at Joe's face. He knows that's in the quiz. <laughs> you can see it. We're just looking for tells. But my favourite bit, uh, one of my favourite things around Orton is like when he was starting to develop his character and he had that shoulder injury before Evolution. And he's like, yes. I may be injured, but the nurse has told me that I'm 45% healed. And I gave a fan an autograph earlier. And gee whiz, they were happy to see him. <laughs> that, that's when he had like his weird, like... The Randy Orton weekly update. Yeah, yeah. The Randy Orton weekly update. And, and he'd be backstage or somewhere doing it even though he wasn't on raw and for some reason he'd still be in those blue wrestling trunks that he wore at the time even though he wasn't active at the time because he was injured with his arm and a sling and he had that like i don't know if it's the right word like wavy wet black hair that was slightly long wasn't it kind of they like, call it a, like a really a big blue shirt. yeah yeah it's a caesar haircut with his intercontinental championship as well along the time as well just think that's with theme him. music that theme music as well hey nothing you can say nothing's gonna nothing change what you've done to me. me mate i used to love that on my mp3 player back in the day walking around with that going, yeah Everyone he should have come out music. he should have come out to it on raw for his 20th anniversary special well there was rumors that he hated that music so he recommended kill switch engage and they ended up giving it to cm punk, CM punk. He well he used it on one episode of smackdown doesn't he it's on youtube you can see he does come out to this fire burns for one episode and then obviously this reverts back. Burns. Oh, sorry, sorry listeners for my awful singing but <laughs> they were on my mp3 i used to walk around a lot to it i thought it was the coolest person ever i'll, I'll give you some of mine then so Obviously, I think one of the main things has to be um, when he, let's say, when he formed, when he helped form Evolution, of course, Triple H, Batista, Randy Orton and Ric Flair. And I think what's what's interesting about that is is himself or Batista, one of the two, was very nearly not going to be a member because it was going to be Mark Jindrak. Was it Batista? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Evolution could have been Randy Orton, Mark Jindrak. (laughs) Agent and, and Ric Flair. Because he even did promos, didn't he? he? Even recorded some vignettes with bloody Mark Jindrak in before they changed it for Batista. Um, so, of course, his, his entire run with Evolution, and whilst he was in Evolution, of course, he became Intercontinental Champion and World Heavyweight Champion. And then we got the infamous win over Benoit, I want to say, was it at SummerSlam for the World Heavyweight Championship? I want to say it was SummerSlam, that? yeah. And um, the next night on Raw, on the, uh, on the shoulders... And then they thumbs down and boom straight back and starting the feud with Triple H, um, and then of course, and I think they referenced it on Raw. I believe I read as well legacy and the fact of Cody Rhodes, and I think they shook hands or had a hug or something. I don't know. They're just trying to make something out of nothing, aren't they? With that, but um, and and that that for me that that's one of the things that I didn't like in his career. And this isn't himself. This is the booking. Is uh, whatever mania it was, where it was the was it the triple threat between the, the three, two on the one three or was it the two on one? Was it two on one yeah. or was it triple threat? I think I'm sure it was two on one. 
I thought it was a triple threat. It was each other. It was legacy imploded, wasn't it? They all were like, who's going to be the best um, generation wrestler? And to me, whether it was two and one or triple threat, I can't remember. I'll have a a Google now. They should have... They shouldn't have had Orton go over. It should have been Ted DiBiase Jr. Or it should have been... It was a triple threat. Do you remember with the the legacy when they tried to bring in, was it Manu as well? And he was in it for about six weeks, wasn't he? And then he disappeared and got released, that Manu. (laughs) He really did look out of place, though, didn't he? Hopefully that's not in the quiz, Joe. Sorry if it is. No. <laughs> um, SummerSlam is though. Uh, probably. You've of course got his infamous RKOs out of nowhere. We remember the big one to Evan Bourne with the shooting star press. And then of course, probably my favourite, just because of the height of it and the unexpected one against Seth Rollins at WrestleMania when he was going for the curb stomp. And that was just perfectly timed. Yeah. Like just half a second or a split second away from, you know, mistimed, and that would have failed miserably. It was just absolutely perfect, it was. Um, I think when he beat Daniel Bryan as well, you know, Triple H turned on Daniel Bryan to start the whole Yes Movement side of things, and he, he cashed in and, uh, and won the WWE title. But my, I think my favourite Randy Orton moment of all time is his match against The Undertaker at WrestleMania, because the way that they booked that match, he came that close to break the streak. And I think a lot of people thought this is where the streak's going to end because it's an up-and-comer. Um, it's somebody new. It's the right time, blah, blah, blah. And towards the end, when the Undertaker, you think, oh, this is it. Now he's going to be um, Randy Orton. It is at the end. And he lifts him up for the choke slam. And as he comes down, Randy Orton RKO's him. And that was like a heart-in-the-mouth moment. And you thought, oh, this is it. He's done it. RKO out of nowhere, quite literally. Um, and of course, the Undertaker beat him. But yeah, but but of course, that's because of the whole Legend Killer side of things, isn't it? You know, that was that was finishing up the Legend Killer. Because let's not forget that gimmick. And I know we kind of brought it back during the pandemic as well, didn't he? Um, but the original run as, as the Legend Killer, taking out a very unfit and half pissed Jake the Snake Roberts on Raw, and you know amongst others as well. Um, you know, he has had a, he has a, had a good career. And, and there's no real signs of him, like, slowing down either. You know, we could do this for the five to ten years, the way he's bloody going. I can't wait for him to batter Riddle and then for Riddle to get released. Um, but Never happening. Future WWE champion. I think the only no. thing that's left for Randy Orton now in his career, because he's done everything else, is for him to have an official name change and just be known as... Orton for them to drop that name because they love it so much. So I think I read Tommaso Champa's name's been dropped now, hasn't it? And he's just Champa moving forward. It's fucking stupid. But yes, that, that's my take on it. A glittering career of Randall Orton. Any any moments you want to add, Joe? Yeah, um, I would think when he first became the legend killer, when his matches against Mick Foley, like a backlash, like when Mick Foley came out of retirement and they had that absolutely grueling match and they got the thumbtacks out, that made Randy Orton that brought out. You know, we all knew Randy Orton was good and he was up and coming, but I think that's when you saw the first glimpse of, like, his vicious side, his grim side, like, fair play to Mick Foley. He absolutely put him over. Yeah. That was uh, that one stands out for me. Um, his feud with Triple H when he, like, broke into, like, Triple H's house, like, beat him up and... Uh, the RKO out of nowhere against Seth Rollins. But I want to mention, you know, 
his you know character with you know he's a very believable heel you know there's not many heels now that you absolutely hate you know Randy Orton had no redeemable qualities you know if you go on Peacock and watch WWE Evil in the Randy Orton season where like he says what you just like drop into the character like you can see like behind his eyes you he has no soul like you actually like physically hate you forget you know he's playing a character and you absolutely hate him so that that's what stands out for me with Randy Orton do you know, I haven't watched New Evil yet. How many episodes have there been? There were, there's only eight that all got released at the same time. Oh, they're all out on demand, are they? Are they on not, the not on the WWE Peacock? Network. No, no, no. Uh, only American Peacock. I'm sure they'll find a way out eventually. I remember you make a good point there, Joe, of course, with the Mick Foley moment, and that was almost like the turning point of the career where you could take him, you know, seriously ready i mean you could do anyway but that was just like a career defining moment wasn't it that match against mick foley and mick foley's very good at that because look back at the street fight that mick foley and triple h had yes triple h was established but that really put him on the map that street fight that they had at the royal rumble um so yeah so pro- props to mick foley really and things like that jamie do you have any that you want to add yeah considering none of you have mentioned it I will just start off with like say Mandy Orton is like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Don't like, be so number stupid. two behind Shawn Michaels. <laughs> stupid. <it>. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> There's a moment. But uh, I mean that, that bit stupid. But no, um, there's two moments that I will say. But just before, and I was watching a Mandy Orton top ten video the other day to celebrate that like, we put on, and uh, it had the bit you know where he gets Ranjit Singh and just throws him on the commentary desk and he lands right on his head and he just oh, turns yeah. to the camera and goes, uh, uh, he <laughs> like pulls that like grim his face, doesn't he? As if to go, oh shit. <laughs> um, he don't give a shit. He loves it. Oh, but, there's um, also that bit as well where he uh, does he. RKO someone or he stomps on someone and his foot goes through the hole where the monitor would be as as the commentator desk falls and he proper yeah. hurts his leg, you can see that as well and he's he goes like ah oh, like that he does. <laughs> but um no my two favourite moments. Um I will start with no one's even mentioned it. I mentioned I mean, it before. The rated RKO with oh. Edge. Like literally concerto in everybody just for fun. Like they bought the concerto like to make it even sexier. What's a better uh, name? And like then, with with Roddy up. Piper, with with Roddy Piper when he had cancer and still concerto him. <laughs> I know that. Mental. What's a better um, name then? Rated RKO or RK Bro? RK Bro. No, it's oh, stupid. <laughs> bro. But no, like Rated RKO, one of the best tag teams ever. They were great together, and obviously they had the greatest wrestling match ever, didn't they? A backlash, though. So they had a great feud as well. Yeah, but uh, Joe did mention, obviously, the uh, the Triple H and Mandy Orton feud, which I was going to say my most iconic memory, besides the Seth Rollins RKO, is this is the memory I always think of when you think of Mandy Orton, is you've got Triple H handcuffed in the corner, and he RKO Stephanie and just gives her a little kiss. While Triple H is in the corner going, I'm getting you. It's just an iconic image that literally just shows you exactly who Randy Orton is. And that's the perfect moment to epitomize Randy Orton as a character. It's literally looking at Triple H while kissing his wife, knocked out after he's RK older. It's a perfect Randy Orton moment. You're all stupid. Surely we're all in agreement Randy Orton works better as a heel than a face. Yes. Well, I don't know. I really enjoyed the, the two matches against The Fiend at WrestleMania. Said no one ever. Yeah. 
thought you were being serious and they're like House of Horrors match. Yeah, do you remember that one where they had the, the witch grubs above his head and it kept changing the lights in the ring? They were like, oh my God. Yeah, like the, the video imaging on the ring and stuff. Oh, and then they had that one with Alexa Bliss coming out of a box, dribbling the syrup and then pinning. That's, that's the last time we saw him. Set on fire as well, um, Randy Orton, with a fireball. Didn't she no, do I that? No, I the face, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he went over and did yeah, yeah, oh. oh, Classic Orton. That's the best matches ever. Don't know what you're on about. What's um? Whilst we're still with you, then Dan, what's what's next for Randy Orton? How how much longer can he go? Um, what you know? He's he's done everything, hasn't he? Should he not just get released now? He's not won a Royal Rumble, but uh, not Royal Rumble. Sorry, uh, a King of the Ring. He's run Royal Rumble twice. Um, but I could see him, I think he has a good 10 years left in him, but I think he's going to break Ric Flair's streak. He's going to be the first person to 17. Oh, what's he on now? 14. Oh. Yeah, a, he, he, he needs to equal it. I was going to say, he needs to equal it. Like, you think of the longevity of his career. I'm not saying he's his he's better than John Cena, in my opinion, he is, but there you go. Like, literally, even you don't have to break Ric Flair's record, just equal it. Have Ric Flair, Randy Orton, and John Cena all on 16, fair enough. Like, he deserves he, it. Even the if we said um, Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton, like, Randy's so over at the moment. Like, you could even see, you know, maybe at a SummerSlam or a Survivor Series, Randy versus uh, Roman, that's a big match to end the night with, and people would legit think that Randy could beat him. And I, I don't know whether or not he'll equal. So what? The record is sixteen, Cena and Flair, and yeah. he's on fourteen yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. He'll win it one more time. He'll get to fifteen. He'll be one under the record. I don't think he'll equal. He certainly won't beat it. But I don't think he'll quite. He's never won the twenty four seven title as well, mind. Oh, does that surely that means then he isn't a Grand Slam champion? Has he been US champion? Yeah, one time. Has he really? When was he US champion? Yeah, I've seen the, the graphic. He's won the US title. Let's have a go. I, I, I want to see who he beat for that. I honestly Whoa. can't remember. I think it was the Miz. He's a one-time US champion. Orton. Oh, good lord! Yes, of course, Jesus. Orton held the title going into WrestleMania 34, but lost the title in a fatal four-way match to Jinder Mahal that also included <laughs> Rusev and Bobby Roode. Good old Jinder. Now that's somebody who should be a glorious. No, I won't give up. I watched those videos the other day. Oh, you remember the Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa glorious video with Bobby Roode. Have you ever watched them? Yeah, they've got the ones at his wedding as well. Johnny Gargano's wedding, and then all of a sudden he's just like, who's behind me? There he is. They're, they're great. I watched them the other day again. I miss that theme. That's one of the best themes ever. Glorious. It's still my ringtone. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yeah. We, of course, can't forget that Randy Orton himself was a former Marine, and that's why he was set to star in the actual film The Marine 2, but was replaced by Ted DiBiase Jr. after injuring his collarbone. Why was Ted DiBiase Jr. there today, though, or on Monday? He should have been there. He should have been. The no, is, but isn't I mean, there, there's allegations, and we have to say allegations, of Ted DiBiase Jr. and Ted DiBiase. There's some sort of fraud at the minute going on, isn't there? So, um, yeah. yeah, allegations, not proven. Um, 
It says he also starred to sign in the Marine, the Marine 3 home front after he dropped out of the Marine 2. However, he was replaced by The Miz due to his uneasy history four. with the Marines. But, he, but um, he, he starred in 12 rounds, two reloaded. And the I, I didn't even know there was a condemned two. Yeah, condemned two, yeah. I've seen the first one with Stone Cold on like the like, like Battle Royale, isn't it? That was a really good movie, that was, where they're I on that island and they one. have to go and kill each other. Dennis but, um, Harvey of Variety described The Condemned 2 as a belated, barely related sequel, generic enough to make the entirely forgettable 2007 original look like an oasis of cinematic personality. There you well, go, you've heard it. He's <laughs> in like a, the random Disney film Fred as well, where he plays like Fred's oh, uncle Lord or some Almighty. shit. Like I, that. I will never, but, ever, um, I will quite happily watch. Every Tamina wrestling match has ever happened in history before. <laughs> hey, Tamina, Tamina won on Raw this week. She, hey, she, there ain't nobody mean it, all right? And to Tamina be fair, there Zara ain't nobody beat, mean it. She beat uh, Dana Brooke and um, Reggie. And Reggie had a new suit. He had his little blue suit. Yeah, Tamina got the win. And then um, R-Truth tried to pin Dana Brooke afterwards because he's a certified referee. So he tried to pin and be the referee himself. And Dana Brooke was like, no, I thought you were my friend and ran away. It was a really good segment. Speaking of quality segments and to wrap up Randy Orton, I don't know if you guys can help me when this happened, but again on that Randy Orton one, they had the uh, Academica fun with Alpha Academy. And the last question, yeah, and the last question or something was how many like pounds is in an ounce or something like that. And he go, and Randy Orton just goes, but I know that because obviously Matt Riddle's like, yeah, I know this one. And Randy Orton's like, what are you on about? Like, yeah, don't worry. I know this one. I bake, bro, he says. <laughs> My team. I mean, getting a nice little uh, getting high reference there and marijuana right on there. There's 28 pounds in an ounce. They've got a new t-shirt, haven't they? The happy, happy 420. Uh, happy 420 day. They've got like, saying, like smoking or something. Smoking snakes or something. I just like, your ass. I just smoked your ass, that's it. Yeah, and they got a, um, what's it called? Um, Randy 420 or RK Bro 420, it says, like Austin 316. There's supposed to be a 420 uh, reference. Bless him. My dear Lord. <laughs> that's all I can say. <laughs> Get that it now on WWEshop.com. I just, because um, I was looking at the WWE studio stuff, obviously, the condemned and stuff, I just thought, Oh, have they done anything recently, WWE Studios? But they seem to be doing more to do with TV at the minute than films because they've obviously done the um, WWE Most Wanted Treasures along with A&E and things like that. WWE Studios and WWE Films had a part in that. But they've also... These are, these are the upcoming projects. Brawl in the Family, a TV series starring The Miz and Maurice. Answers on a postcard for what that's going to be. Walking Tall with Charlotte Flair. No oh, idea. Well. A is TV that a remake series. of the Rock film? <laughs> well, no, because this is a TV series. Unless they're remaking it into a TV series and Charlotte Flair's going to be the lead. I don't, I don't know. Um, a series called Pinned. No one knows. WWE Rivals. That seems pretty generic. Um, 
they're redoing, they're having a third attempt at doing Gladiators, American Gladiators, but this time WWE Studios is going to help produce this new series of American Gladiators. And then, of course, the other one is uh, from WWE Studios, the United States of America versus Vince McMahon, which is the steroid trial, which, as we said, we know is definitely not going to be favoured towards Vince McMahon in any way possible <laughs> since he's producing the, the TV series. They need to bring back Breaking Ground. I really enjoy Breaking Ground. I want another season. And we've got a oh, new... Tough um, yeah, tough enough even, because they're bringing in the breakout tournament, but they're doing a breakout tournament for the women in NXT. And I think they've got Santina Morella's daughter who's going to be the first uh, contestant as well. So bringing stuff like that, breaking down, breaking down, breaking ground, tough enough. Those sort of things. We love those sort of things to watch. There was some stuff in the news because she's called Bianca Corelli, isn't she? They, I'm sure yesterday they announced, let's have a look. They've given her her official name. Where is it? It's, oh, okay. Ariana Grace. Sounds like a pop star. Ariana Grace, there you go. WWE NXT superstar with a Bachelor of Science from Western University, the Iron Princess, baking cakes and lifting weights. Tenebet says that Santino goes in Hall of Fame um, next year and she inducts him. So, no, no, hang on. Will Santino go in or Santina? Maybe he might be a two, he might be one of only a handful of two time. Hall of Famers, because you can go in as Santino and Santino. How many of them have been Miss WrestleMania? That's all I'm saying. That is true. That is true. We've got Mr. WrestleMania and Shawn Michaels and Miss WrestleMania in the form of Santina. Ain't nobody meaner than Santina. <laughs> See, that's all you need. That is all you need. Um, so, this week, though, I am happy to announce that we finally saw... And do you know what? I was shocked at this. We've had... Well, we had two returns. One I was shocked about, one I wasn't. Nice to see Asuka back. You know, she's been, I think, cleared to come back for a few weeks now. She was rumoured around the Royal Rumble, and she obviously didn't. So she's just made a return now after WrestleMania. But the big shock for me, Mustafa Ali, after the big fallout, after not being on TV for like over a year and requesting his release and bad-mouthing the company for the last year... Turns up on Raw only to get battered by Tommaso Ciampa after his match. Ciampa. Ciampa. Who did he beat? Was it The Miz? Yeah, yeah, the match against The Miz. He um, ended up getting a really like, cheeky roll-up. But the promo we cut was really good. And the back and forth was good. Because they've been doing the thing with Elias um, and Ezekiel. Oh, it's a younger brother. So he said, oh, are you M- Mr. Farali's younger brother, Mustafa? <laughs> or M- Mufasa, sorry, Mufasa. And we popped at that, but they were like saying about like you're all muscles and no balls. Um, and he said to them, Is something like, Oh, if I wanted to watch a comedy, I'd watch you wrestle. Like the lines that they were coming out with were really good, and he did get a really good pop with the crowd. It was nice to see him come out and to see Champer attack him at the end. I'm, I'm good with it. Like I said, it was one of the best, it probably is the best role I've seen of 2022. Um, and to see Mr. Ferrari back. It's only a good thing. I just wish we had him back for WrestleMania. Him versus Ricochet at WrestleMania would have been a show stealer. The negative, of course, of the Champer and Ali is he is he back to Mustafa Ali? Is he Ali? He's a uh, Mustafa Ali, yeah. Right. So the the negative of Mustafa Ali and Champer, if they're going to have a feud now, is the fact that one of them's got to lose. When need, you could argue that neither of them should be facing each other at the minute because they both yeah, but Champer Champer fights to survive, fights to survive. So you know, surely he can take the loss. Yeah. <sighs> 
I know, but is it believable that Bacifarelli beats Champa? No, because he'd I mean, have to beat Ch- him clean because he's the baby faces. Champa, um, you can see going like Ali. US title sort of route, so. but really Ali challenged for the US title and theory kind of said, "Nah, get in the line and I'll face people when I'm ready to face them." But it's showing that the US title division actually it does have people ready and willing to go for it. With every div- the good thing with Roy is every division actually has challenges now. Where before you like used to think of a title thing, well, there's nobody really there to challenge for it. You look at the US title picture and you've got people like Champa. You've got people like Ali. Um, you've got people like Finn Balor and Priest there in that division. You've got the tag division with Alpharam Academy, the Street Profits. Um, they're all wading in. And in the world title, you've got um, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins. They're all weighing in with it. And the Miz is like a floater between all of them. So it's nice that we actually have challenges in all divisions. The Miz is great. It just further cements things for me. The fact that he put Mustafa Ali over on Raw, just they'd be lost without this. They would be, I'm being honest and serious when I say this, they would be bugging if The Miz wasn't still with the company for whatever reason they released him, which is the reason why they wouldn't, or if he like just slays contract expire and went to AEW, whatever. I don't think he ever will. He's WWE for life. But somebody like him that one week can be a main eventer or be a, be a world champion or an upper mid-carder, but then the next week lose to a mid-carder, for example, but it still not damage his reputation. Because the Miz could lose every week now between now and Christmas. And for me, it was still wouldn't damage his reputation because that's the type of character. As a heel, he can still bounce back with his cocky nature and then suddenly be US Intercontinental or God, even WWE champion. Um, well, you could see him with Money in the Bank coming up as well in, in July. You could easily see him being a contender for the Raw side of things. And when we're talking about, oh, what's our predictions for the, the Money in the Bank? I mean, clearly Cody Rhodes is the early favourite. But if the Miz is thrown in there, it's going to leave us scratching our heads going, well, He's held it twice already. Why can't he hold it a third time? Cody Rhodes is the favourite. However, he won't win it because he'll just go up to the top, grab the briefcase, and he'll be pushed off by the eventual winner, Omos. (laughs) Oh, I I can't see see that. I can see it now. I can see it now. If it's Ezekiel, I think everyone will write it, though. What if... Ezekiel climbs the ladder and the lights go out and then it, Elias is going to grab the briefcase. Well, you know, To be fair, if we were still in the pandemic, case. they probably would have done that if we were still in the pandemic. They could have possibly done something they, like I that. tell you what, they've missed a trick as, unless they're going to do it and we don't know yet. Before he shaved his beard off, he should have cut loads of like promos as if Ezekiel was standing next to him. So now they can start la- layering the two images together so it looks like they're backstage. They might have, talking. you don't I'm know. Right. I'm hoping they have because then it'll just keep that thing going with Kevin Owens. Like, But then that's that's too clever for the WWE. I fully expect them to bloody job him out next week and then him to have been released. Well, he won the main event on Raw. In the eight-man tag match, he he was there. He was having his arm raised. But did he get Rhodes. the pin? No, of course it was Randy. I'll tell you what, they did some wicked RKOs. He did like some back uh, back bumps on the table, and then he RKO'd both Usos, um, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins, and then he got the pin. He he ended up like standing tall. It was Randy Keith Orton. One thing I will say, I'm not very happy about this week, and. You guys mentioned it in our group chat earlier, and I've literally seen the news about two minutes before I saw it on there. Joe, what's going on here? Why is the best wrestler in the world, Billy Kay, 
why her and Peyton Royce, they, they're stepping away from wrestling. They've effectively announced their retirement, said that they are no longer pursuing wrestling. They're off to do other projects and they thank everybody and anybody for their last however many years in wrestling as they move on to pastures new. Devastation is the word, Joe. Yeah, I don't really know what's happening with them. I mean, you know, they were obviously cut from WWE. I know you were getting because um, Bailey Kay is one of your favourites. You know, they got signed for Impact Wrestling. They were doing really well. They they won the women's tag team titles there. They they seem to have quite good running Impact. They have a lot more freedom. I don't obviously I don't really watch Impact as much as I used to. We used to be on every week, but it's kind of on a funny time in the UK. So I don't I I know the results, but I don't watch it every week as I used to. Um, the release basically says we've had a fun time with Impact Wrestling. Thank you for the opportunity. We're no longer wrestling anymore. So I think they want to go into acting. As far as as far as I know, they they want to do go into acting. So you've got to be joking. Them, I, <laughs> <laughs> I I hope to see them back. Yeah, Peyton Royce, I'm not too bothered about, but Billy Kay, hey. Billy Kay deserves. She deserves that individual singles title run she does she'll be back in the wwe she one of them if not both of them one of them in a year or two have a royal rumble appearance it's not going to be iconic let's put it that way speaking of cancellations and things not coming back it's been rumored today slash semi-reported that and i know jamie will be upset about this because we both watch it there are no plans for a fourth season of Dark Side of the Ring. They've announced, they said that they are done after three series, um, which I did kind of think at the end of the last series, because it was like an extended series, it was basically two series in one because they had their extended break between the first and second set of episodes. Um, what other stories have they got left to tell? I'm sure there are others, and I, I can't think, but they do seem to have covered most major wrestling stories over the last 40 50 years, but I'm kind of sad, Jamie, that it's not coming back because I quite enjoy the series. It was good. I, like I said, I haven't watched every single one of them, um, and I probably need to go and watch some of the, the more obscure ones that I skipped, but yeah, the UWF, there must be more out there. you all the UWF one, Herb Abrams, it's the best. The WEDF? <laughs> the WEDF, no, the UWF. The WEDF, I mean, WWE Championship. <laughs> His name is Jeff Harvey. Oh, Hardy, that, Harvey. There you go. You've just said it. They could do a Mike Adamley episode. They could do one where they, they were stuck in Saudi Arabia and NXT had to help out. That would be a good one. Why were they stuck could in they Saudi Arabia? they do an entire episode on like, uh, the Jeff Hardy um, and Sting matches? There we go. Amy. See, we're creating our own series for it. So there's WWE Saudi Arabia episode. There's Jeff Hardy alcoholism in TNA, or just Jeff Mike Hardy alcoholism Adam Lee. all the time. Hey Dave, Mike Adam Lee. <laughs> what else did we just hey say? Hey Dave. They could do a Jim Cornette Vince Russo real life I mean, feud episode. Considering they're both on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, of course they could. I mean, and the uh, mass releases. They w- could do the mass w- releases. Mass releases. Yeah. WCW buyout. ECW buyout, like WWE just taking over both of them. That's an episode. We're writing our own season here. Billy Corgan getting shafted trying to buy TNA so he forms Global Force Wrestling and then buys NWA. Buys NWA, yeah. Draws. Could you make a full Draws breaking his neck? I don't know. 
Well, could you use some of the like uh, beyond the mat stuff? Couldn't you like the like the cut of that? Like when yeah. when he's like, he's gonna he's gonna puke. Bill Bildermont like talking really horrible oh, to people. The alleged bullying side of things of Bildermont, or just alleged bullying I'll in general you, in WWE uh, in want. wrestling. What a really I just want, want, want a zigger zigger. I just want a full video of Joel Gertner. What, as one of the just him talking. Not just him talking. Well, well, well. It is I, the lyrical miracle. The sexual. Is he still on Cameo? You know what? I've not looked at wrestlers on Cameo. Yes, he is. Last time I checked, he was. The cunning linguist. Let's have a look and see who's been added. Like, oh, here we go. New, like, like all of these are just indie wrestlers because no one's ever seen these. DP Wilson, he's dressed as Deadpool, with he, and he's twelve pounds. And, but Deadpool's real name is Wilson as well. God's sake! Good old. Well, oh, here we go. Here's some new ones. So, right, quick five hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah. Quick guessing game before we get into our weekly quiz to end the show. How much are the wrestlers currently on Cameo? So this is in British. They're all really expensive Cameo now, though. They've just suddenly jumped up. How much for WWE legendary tag team from the mid-2000s, the Highlanders? (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, for For the both of them. But but look, see, they're marketed as the Highlanders, so fifteen fifteen quid. Nah, quite a bit more. You're uh, twenty eight on that. Twenty eight quid. Yeah, Angle, what's going on here? You can't. Do you remember when I got Gilberg for like twenty, <laughs> like fifteen? I thought, yeah, I thought. Andre the Giant was one, and it's not. It's Hacksaw Jim Duggan, but the picture he's used is, is, is of him being battered by Andre the Giant. How much Hacksaw. is Hacksaw Jim Duggan? 45. I was going to say around 45, so possibly I'm going to go a little bit more and say 50. 45, yeah. This one is... 60 pounds. What? Do you get the two by four with that? You better get How the two by four with that. Oh. How much is Diamond Dallas Page, aka as it says DDP? One hundred and twenty. Oh, one hundred and fifty. One hundred and three. Um, that was close. There he is. How much did you pay? How much did we pay for Gilbert? I would say about eighteen to twenty. Yeah, sixteen pounds. He's gone down. The oh, so it might it might have been cheaper. It might. I got, got done. Uh, the best one there? we had was Luke, Luke Gallows. Was the best one he. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to root all them out. We are. We had Gilbert, so Luke Gallows. We had Santino. Who's the other one? Santi, Santino. Blue Meanie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Blue Meanie. Did we get Ellsworth? Did we do James yeah. Ellsworth? We did James yeah. Ellsworth, but he's yes, just really grumpy in his garden. No, didn't we? <laughs> didn't we get him to read out a fake name or so? I can't remember what it was. Oh, I can't remember what we did. So we did something for it. Go on, the last one, Dan Housen. Uh, Dan Housen would be £70. He's quite popular, isn't he? So, yeah, 80. Very evil. 72. Yes! Point for me in the quiz. I'm having that. (laughs) The lowest one on 
cameo is somebody called yes the masked goat um no, is somebody called christian archer and you can get him on cameo now christian archer howdy i'm christian archer an independent professional wrestler from alabama you might know me from alabama trampoline wrestling on youtube as well <laughs> thanks for all the support he is six pounds two pound <laughs> taron no. get one Get Shannon it. Moore's only sixteen pounds. Let me try Shannon Moore. quickly. I'll check now for a name we actually know. The cheapest name we actually know. Go That'd with Gilberg at sixteen, won't it? Yeah, could be. Probably will be. Let's have a look. Da, 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 da. No, we don't know any of them. We don't know any of them. <laughs> what is that mask? That wrestler? Oh, there's DP Wilson again, dressed as Deadpool. So that's. Oh, there we go. The cheapest we know. Aiden English. <laughs> 12 pounds. 20. But it's the cheaper, so it's got to be cheaper than Gilbert. <laughs> it's 15. 15, exactly the same price as James Ellsworth. <laughs> Happy 20 years, Randy Orton. <laughs> Joe, have you got a quiz for us this week? My yes, God. I do. It's 10 wrestling-based questions all around the WWE. He's got kids. Who'd have thought it? A wrestling-based What about we won... I mean, we didn't even talk about it, but AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Forbidden Door. Where's the AEW questions? Just saying, where's that door question? We will talk (laughs) about Forbidden Door when it comes to the... uh... And don't forget as well, make sure you put on that Joe won last week, which means you're still bottom. Oh, okay, right. No, let me get it out of now then. <laughs> so before we get into the quiz, you probably didn't even win. You probably just did it. Right, let's have a look. Well, it shows yeah. that Tony doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> quiz, I was very busy. Right, Joe. So well, Jamie did what we said about him. <laughs> Dan on six it's points. Joe on two, Jamie on two, and I'm on one. So this is now where I get on two as well. So come on then, Joe. What have you got for us? Okay, so question number one. Who beat Hulk Hogan at the first WWF main event to take the title? WWF main event. Yeah, so it's the people who was WWF main event. Who beat Hulk Hogan to take the WWF title? Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, question number two. Dick the Snake has a pet snake, but what is he called? <laughs> snake Roberts. Snake Roberts. So he has a snake in the bag. What's the pet snake called? Yeah. You've got you've got a snake in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> There's a snake in my bag. Uh, question number three. What country was Iron Sheik billed from? <laughs> By the time Iron Sheik gets to the ring, it'll be WrestleMania 38. Why was he not at WrestleMania? That would have been a perfect ticket. <laughs> that would have been just to show him finally there. <laughs> question number four. Edward Leslie is the real name of which WWF legend? Edward Leslie. Leslie. Ooh. Yeah. This WWF. What era? Are you allowed to give us a um, clue to well? Um yeah, eighties. Oh no man. <laughs> um I'll just put that, okay. Okay. 
Question number five. What Queen song did Junkyard Dog come down to? So what was his theme music? It was a Queen song. Who? Junkyard Dog. J-Y-D. Yeah, he came down to a Queen song. What was the Queen song? Jesus Christ. Question number six. What was Andre the Giant's character's name in The Princess Bride? Do you remember oh. You know, I've never seen the film. Never seen Princess Bride. Oh, I've dropped my bloody pen on the floor. Man. No, I've never seen the Princess Bride. I've seen pictures of him in his brown, um, what's it called? Like a jacket and his belt. Yeah, they had to film it. Yeah, I got a rock. <laughs> they had to film it with like him and like on wires and stuff, like he could stand up properly at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, question number seven Who was the first Divas champion? Oh, the girls in the back, Question number eight What year did Drew McIntyre win the WWE Intercontinental title? Oh, Jesus Christ on a bike. I thought that's a bit too early, but go for it. Okay. Question number nine. How many times did Trish Stratus hold the women's title? God, if I put that, it's going to be the other one. Question number ten. Can you name all four men that so-called has held the WWE World Tag Team titles with? You've got a point for each. Okay. Do you want me to repeat any or go over any again? No, because I've got full marks. <laughs> Alright. I've never watched Princess Bride, but I've got the answer, don't you? <laughs> you worry. just wait for the answer that I've got. Don't you worry. He just put um, Andre. Right, <laughs> let's do it then, shall we? Okay, the uh, question went, who beat Hulk Hogan at WWF main event to take the title? Taron? Um, Andre the Giant. Um, Undertaker. Jamie? I put Ultimate Warrior. Oh. Taron is right, it's, the, it's Andre the Giant. Oh, here we go. Well, well, it's got every right to me. That is public more. Okay. Question number two: What is Jig the Snake's pet snake called, Dan? Why are you going to me first, Damien? Jamie, Damien the Priest yes, Snake. It is Damien. Oh, yeah, yes, Damien. Yeah, it's correct. Uh, question three: What country was Iron Sheik built from, uh, Jamie? Iran. Yes. Um, Iran. Yes, I also put Iran. Yeah. Yeah, Iran. And you thought I wouldn't like you because you were from Iran. No, (laughs) I used to be a man. (laughs) (laughs) What's that from? There you go. (laughs) For a bonus point. If you follow um, 
I cheek on Twitter, by the way. It's like the best follow of your life. It's like literally just like... It is. Spewing heat on <laughs> Hulk Hogan. you, Jabroni, Crispy Dick. <laughs> Hulk the Hulk, 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 Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Big over. <laughs> Question number four. Edward Le- Leslie is the real name of which WWF legend, Taron? I don't know. I put the Mountie, but now I've said that, he's <laughs> probably French-Canadian, isn't he? So it's not him. Um, it can't be worth it. I didn't know I put a gorgeous George. <laughs> Jamie? I was thinking of someone like that, then I randomly just went Bob Backlund. <laughs> He's no, called it, Bob Backlund. I know. <laughs> it's Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh, of course it bloody is. Okay, question five. What Queen song did Junkyard Dog come to the ring? Dad? We will rock you. Jamie? Flash! Ah. <laughs> no, uh, Another one bites the dust. Yeah, that's correct. Another one bites the dust. Bloody hell, Taryn. Uh, uh, uh. I, love I was going to give you a clue. I'm like, he's a dog. He bites things. But I was like, I'm not going to let anyone's kids. He's a dog. He's dirty. He's dusty. He wears string vests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is Audrey the Giant's character's name in Princess Bride? Dan? Puck. Jamie? It is Fezzik. Taron? Lacrosse-armed. Jamie is <laughs> correct, it's Fezzik. It's a cross <laughs> Question seven: Who was the first Divas champion? Darren. Uh, Layla. Dan. Michelle McCool. It's so cool. It's Michelle McCool. Dan and Jamie are correct. Michelle McCool. Ah. I put Candice Michelle originally. Went nope. She should be in all the things. Question eight: What year did Drew McIntyre win the WWE Intercontinental Title? Jamie. 2013. Dad? 8. 2008. Taryn? Now it's either 2006 or 2008, and I put 2006. No, you're wrong. It's 2009. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Another one bites at us. Out of time to say goodbye. Flash. Ah, oh, he'll save every one of us. <laughs> Question nine. How many times did Trish Stratus hold the women's title? Taryn? Well, I don't think it's as many as people think. I think it's only two or three. I've got three. Oh, Dan? Jesus Christ. What are you talking about, Willis? Um, Len Goodman, <laughs> seven. I went also went for seven. <laughs> Dan and Jamie correct seven. Oh. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. She's won it the most. Seven. <laughs> no, she hasn't. It's um, Charlotte Flair's won the most. No, 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 I thought no, you just meant no, women no, in the no, classic no, women's no, title. No, no. Yeah, that's why I meant. That's why I said oh, women's title. Right, right. Well, in that case, that's void that question. I, I, I did specify. I said women's title, but not WWE women's title. I said women's title. I did, um, the classic old belt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, question ten: Can you name all four of Stone Cold's um, tag team partners he went about with? Dan knows. Uh, Look uh, at him nodding. Go I go with he, he has Taren. no idea, Taryn. He has no idea. <laughs> I think that's it, you, Taryn. Who are you going with? Me? Oh, crap. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Taryn. Um, 
I, right, Triple H is one of them. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Um, and then I just Real guess the rest. Trip. So I put The Rock. I put no. Kurt Angle for some reason. And no. I also put... I went for a random one. I put Edge. I know that's not right. No, you've got Triple H right the rest of the uh, GB. What a point. Yeah, so you had the power trip in Triple H. Yeah. He won it with his old rival, Dude Love. Yeah. And these are the two that I'm unsure of. But I was like, they had the ministry, so I went Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Shawn Michaels. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Bad, I'm assuming you got the same. So you want to I'm exactly the same, yeah. <laughs> well, I wrote Mick Foley instead of Dude Love. I wrote it down. No, he put Mick, oh, he put Mick Foley instead of Dude Love. That's only it's three, right? It's the rhyme. same thing. It says Dude Love. Look, it says it right there, that dude. <laughs> Fine, then. I'm changing my Triple H answer to Paul Lebeck and still having the answer. <laughs> Right, I'm going to say, I've got you, love, you don't get the point. No, I get a point for that, Joe. Come on, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, no. As who, Mark who, who, said, who did who Edge said, spear through a table? Was it Mick Foley, Mankind, Dude, Love, Captain Jack? <laughs> said, I could have just said, yeah, I got that down. You wouldn't have known any different. Uh, I'm joking. Yeah, I'm well, well, it makes no difference because I only got five. <laughs> oh, after such a strong start. <laughs> uh, I got nine. Eh? I got nine as well. I count yeah. Because you got four, four on the last five, one. Six, nine out of seven, 30. Nine. Yeah. I got The last question got four. You got three each. Yeah. yeah so we got, one, I'm a nine as well. I got Ultimate Warrior wrong. Bob Backlund and Flash in 2013. Yeah. Everyone else I got right. This is a tiebreaker. Tie Who wears <laughs> yeah. a vest? Christian, I win. <laughs> okay, so I got a tight, I got a tiebreaker question. Yeah, and then you just see your name as the buzzer. So Dad, you see Dad, Jamie, you see Jamie. Okay? Tarry, oh God, I went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Macho Man was the sponsor for a They're certain brand in the eighties. But what brand was it? What was the question? So, Macho Man, Dan, 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 Slim Jims. Yeah, yeah Slim correct. Jim. I'm a Slim Jim. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you weren't oh, talking God. about the 80s here, don't care. I actually know that one. Right, Dan's now on seven on the quick leader. Len Goodman, Dear boy. Lots of Dan, where can everybody find us on the socials? Yeah, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We are Grapple Cast Show. You can also find us on the Twitter, the Instagram. And the Facebook, make sure to give us a like, a subscribe, a follow. Um, but most importantly, if you can, give us five stars, give us a review, and tell your friends. You know, the more people who listen, the better. And any comments are always welcome. We'll give you a shout out if they did. Lovely stuff. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for another listen and a like and a subscribe. We will be back next week with our predictions for WrestleMania Backlash, the most hotly anticipated event of the year of any wrestling promotion. See you then. Jamie, if you want to sign us off. Yeah, I mean, I guess without further ado, I must bid you a good night and a goodbye. Ta-ra, guys. Bring the bell! Bye-bye. Bye, guys.